welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 162 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about astrology for entrepreneurs, and my special guest is Rebecca Gordon. Welcome, Rebecca. Hey, Teresa. It's great to be here. Thank you. So good to have you here. You know, I've taken many classes with you. You are one of my favorite teachers, and um, you you just really know how to deliver information in a way that does make it easy for people to understand, which I appreciate, because as you and I know, astrology can be very intimidating. And one of the things that I've done in my life is uh, I've used astrology for my business for a very, very long time. You know, not just to figure out what's best for me, but how to make decisions, how to work with energy. And it's not surprising because I grew up with farmers. And they always use these farmers' almanacs to make decisions around planting and fishing. And I remember when I was a kid, I would see those almanacs and think, what the heck? And then when I started running my own business, I'm like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe there's something to this, duh. And I found that it really did work. And so there is definitely something about astrology and business. And, and I, I've taken your astrology for entrepreneurs class, which I want to talk about in a little bit. And one thing I really loved is your approach, which is actually very different in some ways than mine. I always look at a chart as cosmic weather. And instead, you call it ecology. And when I took that class, it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, well, now, wait a minute, ecology, what is this? So I would like to start off talking about that. Can you speak to me about the ecology of your natal chart and how the heck this applies to your business? Sure. Well, first of all, I just want to say I love your farming analogy to business because there is a time for everything, for planting the seeds, for harvesting them all of which is in alignment with the cosmic cycle. So how is business any different than farming? I mean, it, it's exactly applying the same rules. So that's brilliant. It sounds like you had a head start with that, uh, so which is great. Uh, ecology is uh, something I'm pretty passionate about. So I think, um, you know, I'm an environmentalist too. So when I started looking at charts from a business perspective, I was thinking originally uh, that certainly all of the parts of the universe that make up our bodies are also in the living world. They're in the cosmos, they're in everything. Uh, and I wanted to make astrology really easy to understand for, for anybody who, you know, knew nothing about astrology. Let's say they're kind of like uh, 16 years old and what should I do with my life? Or they're 40 and who am I? Uh, so what I started to do was convert charts into ecosystems and, um, so, for example, one person might turn into a volcano in the water, while another person might be a rainforest. Another person could be at the top of a mountain range where they can see all the city planning and the villages below. And each one of those ecologies would denote a really different mashup of astrological signs and elements. Um, and that ultimately describes your personality and your career, your health, everything. So 
we can do an example, I guess, with an ecology to start with. Sure. Let's just say, um, let's say somebody's chart is all Capricorn and Aquarius energy for the most part. So the kind of ecology I think of with Capricorn is dry mountain tops, right? So you, when you're at the top of a mountain, uh, the air is thinner, it's dry, it's crisp, it's clear. You can see all of the city planning, all of the villages and the, the big layout. Essentially, you have a big picture view of things, a big managerial view that you would never have if you were downstairs at the forest floor. So Capricorn, by nature, is a manager, is a big picture thinker, seeing how all the moving pieces work together because they're positioned at the top of the mountain in their ecology. But this person is earth and air. So if we combine the Aquarius into that, for example, that relates to the air that's just above the mountaintops and the stratosphere, that those quick winds of inspiration. So beyond that, they are, yes, we got the system down. It's a well-oiled machine. I see how all the moving pieces work together. Yes, and here's how we can make it better. Here's how we can push the limit. Here's how we can buck the system and push the envelope and do our Aquarian things with these Capricorn models. So there you get this innovative sense with systems. You get people that work in systems, technology, innovation, that combination of Capricorn and Aquarius, earth and air, like the quintessence of logic here, (laughs) you know, the dry, um, but also the brilliance of logic too you know, very different than somebody who would be, say, all fire and water, like a Pisces Leo um, artist type, you know, or uh, which uh, as many artists, you know, Alexander McQueen and and many artists through history are that water fire archetypes. They have zero earth. (laughs) They don't, they're not systems people. (laughs) They're not structures. They are water, which is the um, emotive energy, energy, passions, and flow, creativity, and fire, which is the the uh, dynamism, the ability to make your mark and put it mm-hmm. out there. So you have water converting to fire, and that um, that makes me think of this energy of like the Big Bang. You know that kind of wild primal force, uh, Pisces to Aries energy too you could imagine a volcano in the ocean. You can imagine, um, you know, the, the heated seas, a hot spring. These people are not here to create structures. Somebody who's maybe Capricorn or Virgo or Taurus might create the tributary that their art will move through. Like they might have an agent or a, or a publishing house or some more earthy, airy person that will create the structures for their water or fire to move through. So this is how we think about teams and partnerships and collaborations using ecologies. And when I work with a larger team, I've worked with teams from like Google to Gary V and, and various others. I always look at all of the members ecology, to see how they fit together to form a whole ecosystem. It's so brilliant. And for the ecosystems, um, it combines the sun, the moon, the rising and the midheaven, correct? Yes. Um, and then I do more in-depth ones that also use Mercury, Venus, and Mars too. But for the most part, I use the sun, moon, rising, and midheaven in the basic ecosystems. We have also 
a much more simpler version, um, which we look at sunrising combinations also. Uh, I do find though that, as you said, the sun, moon rising and midheaven will tell a beautiful story when we use them together. Um, and I like to position those four pieces in, a, in an architectural space versus like a list. So recently I was like looking at Harry Styles chart. I'd love to use him as our example here okay. because his chart, I, I think Harry Styles is very interesting. And so of course I want to look at his chart. I think all astrologers, when we see someone interesting, we want to say, well, what makes this person tick? And he is a, an Aquarius. He has a Libra rising, a Libra moon, and then he has a Leo midheaven. So what is the ecology? Air, 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 fire? Okay, let me put his birth info in right now, actually. Uh, what is his date of birth? Let me find him. I literally just did his chart like about a week ago, but I think that would be a fun example. So let me open him up. Sure. Okay, so Harry Styles was born February 1st, 1994 at 12.06 a.m. in Redditch, United Kingdom. R-E-D-D-I-T-C-H. So when I saw so much Aquarius in his chart, I'm like, oh my God, this guy, that is why he is kind of doing his own thing, I guess. Okay. So you said February 1st. 1994. 12.06 a.m. Correct. And Redditch, UK. Yes. yes. Okay, got it. So I see here that he has exactly an Aquarius sun, Libra rising. Okay, moon and Libra as well, and Leo midheaven. Is that what you have? Yep. And okay, I just great. think it's a fascinating chart. So what would that tell us about his ecology if we're looking at those four points in his chart? What might you say okay. is the best career for Harry Styles? Okay, so I want to begin with um, looking at, first of all, the kind of air. So first, he has a lot of the air element. His air is shown through sun in Aquarius, Libra moon, Libra rising. That is a lot of air. The thing about air is it's always up on the newest information, the trends, what's going on now. It has its pulse on the future always, like the latest breeze. They catch the breeze first. Um, so let's look at the kinds of air and the architecture. I always say, um, well, the sun, first of all, is what we came here to do. So he is by nature above the mountain in that stratosphere kind of air of innovation, new, how can we make the world a better place? Let's, let's try something that hasn't been done before. Let's help others. So there's a real humanitarian heart in that kind of Aquarian air, especially when it moves through the lens of a Libra rising. So we can say he came here to try new things, to push the limits, to innovate, to make your life better. How is he going to do that? Well, the how is through Libra air, which is the soft, balmy breezes through building relationships, through creating beauty in the world. So he does this Aquarius thing, which is really to help others and um, to be somewhat of a humanitarian. 
through the lens of beauty and creativity and helping and helping others in a liberal way, building relationships, showing beauty with the world. Um, so there's a lot of Libra. There's a lot of attunement to aesthetics and beauty, patron of the arts and beauty. It's ruled by Venus. The third kind of areas is another Libra air, which is his moon in Libra. So he has double Libra. So here is a man who's very vested in the beauty of life, the aesthetics of everything Venus ruled. The moon speaks to his core needs. Now, in career, if you do not satisfy your moon sign, if you don't food, if you don't feed your moon, you might be rather unhappy in your career path. In other words, your moon needs airtime. So, whatever it might be, uh, Harry's moon is Libra. So, I would imagine that he needs to be in an environment where there is equanimity, where people are treated fairly. He is someone who will stand up for the underdog, no matter what. He needs absolute um, fairness and equality in all environments. He also needs aesthetic beauty around him. Beauty, music, arts is so key, being a Libra rising and Libra moon. Um, so there's a lot of air here. Uh, and with all of that air too, it's interesting because people can kind of make him what they need to for themselves. There's a part of him that can be a bit of a shapeshifter as well. Um, so we also see that he has a uh, Leo Midheaven, which is really, uh, this is sort of like how the world sees you, your vocational path. And with a Leo Midheaven, it's absolutely to shine with your creativity, to be on stage, to show them what you got to really kind of um, express yourself um, in presence, in person with the world. Leo has a very, and fire signs have a very in-person um, connection. So if we were to create an ecology using Aquarius, Libra, Libra, and Leo, um, what we might get here, there, mind you, there's no um, water, there's no earth <laughs> there's no um yeah it's it's really just lots of air and fire so we can imagine like a very warm day you know and these um wonderful breezes um sway moving around um and you're kind of enjoying the warmth enjoying the breezes walking with good friends feeling this sort of wonderful camaraderie and connection um I'm imagining the energy of Libra, Aquarius, with the Leo warmth of the sun, um, sharing ideas, heartfelt connection. You get that sort of energy. Uh, so essentially, that's what people feel like in his presence. Whatever your ecosystem is, whether you're volcano, where you're these warm, balmy breezes, that's what people feel like around you. They, they, um, you know, you might be like the person who is a uh, a hot spring might actually be a shaman. You know, they are bringing that up from the depths of the earth. And often they are the Scorpio Sagittarians, you know. Um, so it really speaks to this sort of lightness of being um, an airy quality that he has. And I, I, I admittedly don't know a lot about him. 
and, and yeah, his well, music. He, I think he's a neat little musician. I mean, uh, I, I think he's very interesting. And, you know, I think he actually is in the perfect career for his chart. When I looked at the chart, I'm like, of course you're an entertainer. And you, he is kind of like light, and yet he's got some depth there. So I think he's really fascinating. I can't picture him working in an office, sitting behind a desk, managing spreadsheets. Not with a chart like that. If he did that, he would be going bonkers. So he's absolutely somebody who is, I think, aligned with his purpose when we look at uh, the ecology. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, he needs to be free like the air. He's flowing like the wind. There's so much breezy wind and connection there and warm breezes. There's an overall sort of this... um, this feeling of camaraderie, camaraderie and connection in his chart too, with all of that air and fire. Yeah, you're right. He could not be behind a desk. <laughs> no, you know the one thing I want to I want to go back to too. You said that you work with some companies and you looked at the ecology of their employees. Mm-hmm. So you know, should you be working with someone whose chart is just like yours or not? No, that is the biggest misconception. When most people want to hire somebody, they unconsciously go to hire somebody kind of like them because that's what they're comfortable with. But it's exactly what we should not be doing. Uh, We should not be looking for somebody similar to us. So uh, when you go to hire, first you should know your own ecology and know what it is missing. Now circle whatever it's missing. So for Harry Styles, it would be um, earth, (laughs) right? And water. those would be the areas that he would need extra support in. Maybe his manager is all earth and water. So essentially, if you have a lot of earth and water, you might be really on the ground in implementation and streamlining your tasks and your systems and things and putting all your heart and soul into them and everything you're doing on the ground level. But you might not be having air. And if you have no air, then you're lacking the big picture strategy and how you are going to liaise with other brands and collaborate with other people and cross pollinate the world. So I always think that you want to hire for your shortcomings. You want to hire for the elements that you don't have. Um, Like I know you have a lot of air in your chart, Teresa, right? Mm -hmm. And you are clearly, um, like a profound author, a podcaster, a teacher, you've done so many things in the realm of communication that is the element of air. Um, So we always want to think about what we don't have in terms of hiring. And it's, uh, it's very different than romantic relationships because it doesn't have to be somebody that you want to like have tea with all the time. It really needs to be the qualities that are not within your ecology. And for a healthy business, you ultimately want a healthy ecology amongst employees and and the team. So when I I go into a company, uh, any company, uh, whether it's it's Google or Gary Vee or Pinterest or anything, the first thing I'm looking at, okay, what is the baseline ecology that's moving through? And if it's a tech company, they might have a lot of like Aquarius, Aries energy, for example, <laughs> a lot of fire and air. You know, if it's a clothing company, it might be more Taurus Leo. It's going to be relevant, but I'm looking for what they're missing as well and talking. And we talk about how we can bring that in. Um, 
there's also been some times where I've noticed somebody would say a lot of Leo was like behind a computer. And we talked about getting them into the front lines of the company with all their Leo and Libra. And then they, the manager moved them around and they were much happier. So sometimes people just need to be repositioned a little bit. Um, but I really feel like if we follow our own ecology and our map that we can feel like we're thriving and that is success, what feels like success to us. Um, and I, I talk about that a lot is redefining success first. I mean, success, it feels like success when you are living your stars, I think. Absolutely. And I know also, you know, of course, we want to understand ourselves first, but there are certain cycles in astrology, like I, I already alluded to with the Farmer's Almanac, that we have to be very careful about in business, like the dreaded Mercury retrograde. Are, what can you say about the business cycles in astrology that we should be looking toward so that we can really thrive instead of just survive? Great question. So I think there's two parts to that. There's one, which are the global cycles of business, and then there's the personal cycles. Global business cycles, I think that the two main things are pay attention to your lunations and Mercury retrograde. So um, Mercury retrogrades are not a bad thing, but they are not times to launch new things you've never done before in a business. Mercury retrogrades are not times to try a whole lot of new technology that you're not comfortable with. They are times to refine processes, edit your manuscript, pick up things you have started already. And you will do very well with that. Um, so definitely look at the Mercury retrograde dates on your calendar. The, the other thing that I think um, that you can do globally is looking at lunation cycles. It's very simple and very effective. Essentially, beginning launch is starting things on a new moon cycle and closing them on a full moon cycle. And that's something that everybody can start to apply. You will see that your success triples when you begin starting things on new moons versus full moons. Full moons are times of endings. They are not times to create something new. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's spilling over the top of the cup. It's a time of culmination and celebration. Um, and we also look at like, you know, if you're more interested in business cycles, I like to look at lunar signs through the month. So when the moon is in Aries, it's a big high energy day versus the moon in Taurus or a moon in Gemini is great for meetings, moon in Cancer. Maybe you want to take the day off, or, you know, do laundry or something. But I always like to um, make sure that the actual activities of the day too are in line with the signs. Um, now on a personal level, you can, you can also look at, we all have our own chart based on our sign. And so there's different times that are good for business based on your individual chart as well. And I talk about that a lot more in my entrepreneurs class, but that's something that, um, you know, we all have this Gregorian calendar we use, but there's also uh, your chart can turn into your personal business calendar as well. So I like to teach people how to use your chart as your business calendar also. Yeah. And I got to say, as somebody, again, who grew up with farm folks and who has been using astrology for my own business, when I follow the cycles, I never regret it. When I test it, I always end up coming back and saying, you know, let's just go with the flow. And also what's really interesting, you mentioned about Mercury retrograde, it's not a good time to launch. I cannot tell you how many restaurants 
I've seen that launch during a Mercury or Mars retrograde, for that matter. And I always look at them like, yeah, we know you're going to last maybe about two years. And they never last. They never last. Uh, not surprised. Yeah. I mean, that's a great testament. I, I, it's funny you say that because I've tested it myself too. I've been like, you know, I kind of want to do this anyway, even though I shouldn't. We all have those moments where we're just like, can we cheat and see what happens? Every single time is as if the universe yanks it back and says, no, you don't. <laughs> you yep. know? I've learned the hard way. And it's like, you know, let's do it the easy way. Let's just follow this stuff and we're going to be fine then. So uh, I certainly know how much it works. And I also know how great your course is. And I, I know you mentioned, I told you earlier too, I wanted to talk about it. So for people who are listening, it's astrology for entrepreneurs. And, you know, this is one of the many classes I've taken with Rebecca and I found it was so interesting. I love your approach. And I'd love it if you also would tell my audience what the class is all about, where they can sign up if they're interested. Um, give us the inside scoop. Sure. Thanks so much. I mean, this is a class that I'm very passionate about because it's not only for astrologers, but for coaches or anybody who's interested in bringing astrological career counseling into your practice. So. In this course, I really give you the tools to understand career path in the birth chart, understand your own, get on mission, help you really build a team, understand your strengths, weaknesses, and ultimately your role. Like even if you're, say, an astrologer, there's many kinds of things you might be doing as an astrologer, and there's many paths. Um, and you also will learn the ins and outs of career astrology so you could bring it into, let's say, your coaching practice or anything else, which I really love to see some of my alumni do in the past. They brought this into uh, other kinds of health coaching practices, which is great. I uh, love to see the work get out there in the world more so. Um, the class is essentially, it takes about four weeks. There are some live masterminds with me. If you join the cohort this year, that's happening in July. Um, but the class will be running on and on after that as well. So it not only helps you learn about who you are and your greatest skills and assets in career and the career coaching with astrology, but it also gives you a map for learning how to chart the cycles, work with transits, work with planetary patterns, and to convert your birth chart into a calendar, into a business calendar, essentially. Uh, so there's a lot of tools there. Um, but I'm a practical Virgo, so I also give very practical business tools. Like I, I audit all the project management tools, and I tell you my favorite ones from Notion to Asana and Basecamp and everything, what I like about each one. I audit all the school softwares from Thinkific to Teachable and Memberium and everything. I tell you what I like and I don't like about each one, the price point. So I also give a lot of practical entrepreneurial kind of um, tips for newsletters and for softwares and project management, just business uh, tips I've learned over the last 20 years. I try to impart that and uh, pretty generous in what we share. Uh, we also have a whole lot of inclusivity resources regarding images and other things now too. I think since you've taken the course, Teresa, we've added so much more into it as well. So it's, um, it's really for all entrepreneurs, astrologers, and it gives everybody a pretty strong career foundation in astrology. Um, also something you can bring into any practice. I, I also have um, in the show notes, you'll see I, I put uh, 
the the link to the course, but also a free webinar that I created to see if you're interested in it. So you can check out the free webinar. You can check out the course, all of that. It's all there um, as well. Yep. And I will have all those notes. So you can just, you know, check the post and all the links will be there if you are interested. And again, I really have to say it was such a great course. Uh, it's something, again, I've been doing with my own business for a long time. So somebody teaching it and your spin on everything is so brilliant, super brilliant. And, you know, I just really appreciate that you are teaching this because I think for any entrepreneur, I'm a firm believer when you're working with the cosmos, it's going to be a lot better, a lot better. So thank you so much for teaching that, Rebecca. Thanks so much, Teresa. It's an honor to be able to share it with you. Oh, and I didn't say the name of the website. It's RebeccaGordonAstrology.com if you all want to check it out and learn more about the class. Um, Thank you so much. All right, people. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. You know what you all are going to do now. You're going to get over to Rebecca's world and make sure you go to RebeccaGordonAstrology.com. Check out her website. Check out Astrology for Entrepreneurs. Make sure you're following her on Instagram and Twitter. Um, She is all over social media, and you are going to find so many good things to learn there. And that's all for today's episode. And by the way, if you're enjoying the show, I want you to do me a favor. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that is the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And of course, you know, you have my undying gratitude. All right. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that is thetarolady.com. I will see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.